Hi, this is Dr. Rahman, and we've come to the end of 2021. I would like to personally thank everyone who has been supportive of Today's Woman GYN Boutique, supportive of the Black Women's Health Directory, and especially thanks to those who have been supportive of and listened to the Black Women's Health Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you to all. Your support and contributions and participation has enabled me to continue my clinical practice, to develop the directory, and to have the podcast continue. You may have a couple questions for me. Yes, I have a clinical practice, and do I only see black women? The answer is no. Your next question might be, so then why do you put such an emphasis on black women? For me, there are three reasons. The first is, I'm a black woman, and I feel an indebtedness to the black women in my life who have supported, loved, and cared for me, often for no other reason than I am one of them. Second, I know as a healthcare physician that black women are disproportionately affected by a myriad of health issues. And too often, all we hear are dismal statistics and there seems to be very little effort made to improve, to acknowledge, to to make things better for black women. And third, I believe that if we can improve the health condition of black women, if we can understand the mechanics and the dynamics involved in the pathophysiology of a number of medical conditions, we can then use that understanding to improve health care not only for black women, but all women of color and all women. So I'd like to take this time to just talk about some healthcare matters that have come to light in 2021, but I feel as though we need to step back for just a moment into 2020 and mention two significant healthcare issues, healthcare issues that occurred in 2020. The first is the AMA, the American Medical Association, the largest group of medical doctors in the United States, acknowledged in 2020 that racism in the United States is a public health care issue. It's real. It's not imagined. When you have that one-on-one encounter and you don't feel listened to, 
when you try to navigate through a healthcare system and it just seems impossible and it seems as though the cards are stacked against you because you are a black person it's real it's not imaginary now let's be clear acknowledging that there is a problem doesn't solve the problem similar to an alcoholic acknowledging that one has a drinking problem doesn't make the problem go away however acknowledgement is a requisite step in my mind you have to acknowledge that there's a problem before you can start to seek solutions and so for this reason the acknowledgement is important The second thing that I like to mention in 2020, then Senator Kamala Harris and House Representative Yvette Clark introduced the Fibroid Bill into Congress. The bill called for more education and more research into fibroid tumors which disproportionately affect black women. The bill did not get through Congress, but that moment in time with two black women in congress representing black women is a huge moment that should not go unacknowledged who else is going to speak up for the black woman and her issues in congress it took two black women so for that reason I think now Vice President Kamala Harris and Representative Vet Clark for speaking up for black women. Thank you. And we understand that even though the bill did not pass through, the marathon continues. Moving into 2021, um there are a number of people health organizations issues that could be discussed. I like to just mention three. The first is uh happened in April of 2021. President Biden proclaimed April 11th through 17th as Black Maternal Health Week. Um with this proclamation um comes the acknowledgement that yes we recognize that black women in the United States die are more likely to die during pregnancy and the 42 days postpartum than white women um part of the statement issued by president biden said black women should not have to fear for their safety their well-being their dignity or their lives during before and after pregnancy when i hear and read the statement it makes me shake my head that it needs to be said that black women should not fear for their lives before during or after pregnancy and we're saying this in 2021 go figure but it's true. Black women are 
reportedly 2.5 times more likely to die during pregnancy and in the 42 weeks postpartum compared to white women. The fact that President Biden was willing to make this proclamation is based on a large extent to the work that had been done by the Black-led alliance called Black Mamas Matter Alliance. Since 2013, Black Mamas Matter Alliance has been working to increase health education, improve the quality of care, um, to promote analysis of data and accountability in regards to black maternal mortality. In Philadelphia, where, where I live, there's also a documented increase in black maternal mortality. And often this is ascribed to the increase in comorbidities among black women, such as obesity, high blood pressure, cardiovascular disease. But I have a problem with the maternal mortality review boards as they are. And the problem that I see is that often those that are reviewing the care are associated or affiliated or representative of those providing the care. And to my mind, that says there might be a possible conflict of interest. So to the Philadelphia Maternal Mortality Board, I say I'm available and I have no conflict of interest. But there is no question that black women have a higher incidence of obesity, high blood pressure, cardiovascular, heart disease compared to other women. But we don't have to accept this as being immutable. It can change. We need to start by paying more attention to what we are putting into our bodies, specifically the foods that we eat. We need to avoid the highly processed foods. We need to avoid the chemicals. The chemicals actually have names. Um, The chemicals, the group of chemicals that can negatively affect the reproductive tract of a woman are called EDCs, endocrine disruptive chemicals. These chemicals are everywhere. They're in our food. They're in our environment, and the best we can do is try to avoid them for ourselves and for our offspring. Moving on to the second. Um, In 2021, Dr. Julie Palmer developed a predictive breast cancer model for black women. Now, a predictive breast cancer model is given to women to identify women who might be at a higher risk for breast cancer so that they can start their screening at an earlier age. But what we know is that the current that the current predictive breast models have not performed well for black women. It is not uncommon for a young black woman to be diagnosed and die from breast cancer before she would reach the age of recommended routine mammography screening. 
so Dr. Dr. Palmer developed this predictive breast model understanding that black women have a higher risk of breast cancer mortality, meaning we die at a higher rate from breast cancer in the United States, that among women who are younger than 45, black women have a higher incidence, a higher chance of developing breast cancer, and that among younger women, uh, younger black women have a higher incidence of triple negative breast cancer, which is a much more aggressive cancer that has a higher mortality rate. Understanding that the current models weren't working, Dr. Palmer created another model um, for um, black women to help identify those black women who might need to start breast cancer screening at an earlier age. This is important because another reality is that black women with breast cancer also experience increase significantly worse financial ramifications which contribute to higher stress, sometimes lower treatment compliance, and worse outcomes. So when treating black women, we need to take all of these considerations into account, and we thank Dr. Palmer who is not a black woman, for her work in identifying black women who might be at a higher risk for developing breast cancer. The third thing I I would like to mention is an organization called COPE, C-O-P-E, COPE, Mind the Mental. This is an organization which was created to address health issues in our youth. Um, These issues are addressed through assessment, education, providing um, coping skills, and providing safe spaces and opportunities for our young. The founder and president of COPE, Mind the Mental, is Ms. Nicole Crawford. Ms. Crawford currently works as a medical technologist. She lives in Orlando, Florida. She is a graduate of Morgan State University, a wife and a mother of two. So here we have a woman who is working, has a family, and still finds the time to establish this organization dealing with mental health issues in our youth. Ms. Crawford developed this idea and when she realized that there was a need, her own due to a lack of coping skills and also after conversations with others in the family, recognizing that there's truly a need for education across the board for all of us and a greater willingness to address mental health issues in our community. So she was able to put together a team of like-minded black females who have come together and they have similar goals and focus. I am particularly impressed with this organization. Um, 
it's yet another example, yet another example of what we are capable of doing. We should not underestimate what we can do. This is a beautiful example of not only taking care of ourselves, but taking care of our babies, our future, because we know that they are not always in an environment that is supportive or welcoming. So I I encourage you to check out the website. It's www.copemtm.org. Copemtm.org. There are so many more people, organizations, businesses that are doing and contributing. I've just chosen to highlight these three. Since starting this podcast, I have to share with you that I have been impressed with women and particularly black women who have been striving and achieving often in spite of the odds. It brings to mind the poem by Maya Angelou. Does my sexiness upset you? Does it come as a surprise that I dance like I have diamonds at the meeting of my thighs? Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave. I rise, I rise, I rise. That's so beautiful. I get a little emotional at the end of the year. And I just like to say to you, thank you for listening. Have a happy new year. And as the saying goes, God willing and the creek don't rise, I'll see you in 2022. Take care.